Where'd you go? I. Hello. I didn't go anywhere, man. Nope. I was just hitting record. It was a test, and you failed. Oh. Wait. I got James. I got Becky. Uh, Becky Dwyer. Um. I. I've been kind of slacking on the podcasting, and so I've been trying to make sure I get some podcasts done. Um, I put out a quick post that says, hey, I need some ideas. And Becky, uh, James is always game to bullshit with me. Um, so we had already talked about doing a podcast about something. We just didn't know what to talk about yet. And Becky sent a message. And and, and Becky, what was your and, – and somebody else on my post had mentioned this about – uh, social media and you admit you'd messaged me about social media. And since I know that you're a, a frequent podcaster, you're like a podcast celebrity, Becky, even on our podcast, I think um, I was like, Hey, would you do one? We have, uh, we, I haven't done a podcast with you yet. Or at least I don't think I have. I no, not yet. I'm just still surprised. Somebody other than Cleve wants to listen to me ramble on. He probably doesn't want really to either, but <laughs> he has to. You had me nervous there for a minute. I was like, shit, did I really? And I already forgot. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not good at this. Uh, nope, you're all good. Uh, but anyways, so, we, yeah, we, we want to talk about, like, social media. And I got a – that's a touchy one for me. Um, more because I'm pretty on, more honest than I probably should be sometimes on on – motivations and let me see this camera here uh i think social media is kind of detrimental to society in general you know what i mean like i think as a general rule not just hunting so we're going to try and focus on the hunting side and maybe touch into some of that but even back in the the big game houndsman days before facebook i remember thinking man like i remember saying something uh, to the effect of, um, you know, sharing the pictures and stuff like that was more about the ego. And I had a couple guys get on me. This is way before Facebook. Like this was, I didn't even know how smart I was back then. Now I'm, I still think that, but I'm just a little careful to say it out loud. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be a little nicer, but you know, it's, it's touchy because I'm going to get, catch some flack from people who are like, Oh, I share photos for X, Y, Z. And they're going to take offense to the fact that I say, it's really about ego a lot of times. And when I say it's about ego, I, I include myself in that. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to be upfront and, and clear that even when I post a lot of times it's about my ego. And sometimes I'm good at catching that. Sometimes I'm not good at catching that. And so I don't want people thinking that I'm like, preaching some from pulpit that I'm better than thou or that I think anybody that shares a picture on social media is just an egotistical maniac. I want to be clear that that's not what I'm saying, but it is kind of what I'm saying on a small scale. Yeah. And I think you do have a good point there. Yeah. It pretty much is. I mean, yeah, we got a little bit of an echo going here or a, a delay. I think, um, which we're going to have to fix. So James, go ahead. I'm going to start with, with you and I'm going to have to drive it a little bit more so we don't walk on each other, but um, you actually got off of social media. And I think Becky, you kind of, I watched, I just did some homework and checked on your social media too. And you're pretty fairly um, 
I don't say calculated on your social media. Um, James, I know you're on Instagram. You're not on Facebook half the time. I'll post something on Facebook and you don't even know that it's there. But um, No, yeah, I don't think I've had uh, – I don't think I've had Facebook since like 2018 or something like that. It's been quite a little while. Um, and I, I guess I even go through stages of getting rid of my Instagram every once in a while. And especially like this time of year, um, you know, when I'm guiding in North Idaho and consistently in places where I don't have very good cell phone service, um, a lot of times I'll just get rid of it. And that way, if someone's trying to get a hold of me, um, they could text me if they want to get a hold of me. And if they don't have my phone number, then it's probably not that important. Yeah. Becky, what's your theory on your, your social media? Yeah, I, uh, Facebook aggravates me. Pretty much the only reason I'm on Facebook is for the, the outfitting page. Um, and there's a couple kind of cool cowboys. I follow their outfitters that are not on Instagram and I really like reading their stories, but other than that, Facebook could take a hike. Uh, I pretty much use it anyways. It's just more or less like a, I don't know, I guess back in the day folks would print out pictures and put them in an album and I just store them online, I suppose. But I think it's, it's definitely a catch 22. Um, I guess it's about like anything, there's good things and bad things, but, and you know, you were talking about the ego trips and all that. And a lot of times it's a hundred percent what it is, but I don't think very many people are self-aware enough to realize that's what it is. And if they are self-aware enough, they're not going to come right out and say it like that. Um, That's half the battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, but, but I think it goes a little deeper than that. Sometimes I think, I mean, it's, I think in society it's, it's, I think social media is bringing out something society wise an innate need for us to, you know, share and, and have influence and stuff like that. And so, um, I don't want to just chalk it up to be like, Oh yeah, it's just about egos or whatever like that. I mean, I like, I think that's what it is on a micro scale, but I think it's actually a little bit deeper than, than just the word egos is, is a really negative term. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that kind of comes across really, really negative and it doesn't have to be like having an ego is, is a healthy part of being a man or a, probably a woman too. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're a, I can imagine you're in a, a man's world and, and some of the things you do. And I just know that a lot of women in your kind of place, you know, with horses and every cowgirl I know has got a, a pretty good ego chip. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they have to, right. To ride, ride and do things with, with, with the boys. And sometimes to a detriment, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's plenty of gals that are in the hound world and then the, the dog world or the horse world. And they, in my opinion, they carry too much ego. You know what I mean? They same way. And I think it's the same with guys or stuff like that. So, but, but on the other realm, it gives you motivation to do things that some city girls not doing either too. So I think it's, you know, I don't necessarily want to just chalk up ego is, is a purely negative thing. Um, I, but I think it's, I think it's a motivation that if people could take away the negative response 
to saying that because you posted a picture, it's about ego. Just taking a second, going, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to call you names. I'm just trying to get somebody to be more deeper thinking and self-reflect on how that makes you feel. You know what I mean? When I post a picture, um, you know, my son shooting an elk this year, you know, I thought, man, should I post a picture of this? And number one, I was like, well, that's my son's story to tell. And number two, why would I post a picture? Because I want somebody to like it and stuff. And yes, I do. I want to post a picture and I want to get that accolades and be like, oh, wow, cool, buddy. Yeah, right on. You're so cool. You go hunting and this and that. And I just kind of sit back and go, you know, once in a while I need to do that, you know, but, but I've been really cautious to, to try to sit back and go, hmm, let me think about it some more. And then often if I hold back and I hold back, it gets too late. And then I'm like, well, now I'm just posting old shit. And there's plenty of people to do that too, but I'm not going to do that. You don't post some stuff from last year. So. Um, yeah. Know. I think, I think you have to judge the content of the post and the, the yeah. intention behind it more than, than anything. And what was the person's desired reaction? I mean, there's only, well, I won't go there, but yeah, it, you can generally tell the intent behind a post. Go ahead. I'm used to I'm used to making people mad. So go, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I'm gonna go over there. I'd rather I'd rather see a lot of hound and mule posts rather than the same 15 selfies a day from the same chick who's you know proclaiming to the world her self worth to everyone except herself. Uh, you know, or it's just the the intention behind it you can generally read pretty well, I think, um, and go based off it, that. Yeah, I mean, of course you want to post stuff for your kids or good days, you know, and, and I think another thing people have to be careful of too, I'm going to digress on that. I think a lot of times social, social media has gotten to be more of a replacement for physical socialization. Um, so it does seem maybe a little more, I don't want to say intense than it should be, but I think it's kind of a replacement for physical association. Um, and I think there can be good things and yeah. bad things brought from it. Yeah. And that's like, I think you kind of touched on a point because James, if there's one person and I, I, I don't have a lot of friends. I, I got a lot of people I know and whatever, but I know James, <laughs> like, I don't know how many text threads you got on your phone. I know how many unread messages. Everybody talks about my unread messages, but if, if I could scroll through James's text messages, I'm guessing there's like pages of different people because he's always like, Oh, I was texting this person. I was texting that person. I was texting. He's always communicating really broadly through, through text or messaging or Instagram or whatever it is. But um, I think you're kind of onto that. Like, I just, James, I'm going to let you take it over, but you have a lot of communication with a lot of different people. And what, have you ever thought about that? Um, yeah, I mean, in a sense, I think that, you know, there is some good that can come out of social media. Um, you know, just with, well, say, use the Colorado thing, for example, right now. Um, you know, the United Houndsmen of Colorado are putting up a fight to try to keep lion hunting in their state. And I think that without social media, um, you probably wouldn't have nearly as much of a chance at winning that battle. Um, 
but with social media, um, you're able to reach just such a larger audience that, you know, I, I think it can be good or bad. Um, yeah. you know, if you have, if you're representing something in a positive way and you're getting word out there, um, then, you know, it's great, but it also, it seems like it takes, you know, one bad post or one bad apple to, to kind of snowball and ruin that entire thing. So let's dive into that. Like, so, so I, I agree. There's, there are some really good benefits out of social media and me personally, I, um, I have different motivations for social media. Number one, I own W Hunts by, so obviously I, I, I use social media to my advantage for W, right? A, an inner motivation that I've never really said outwardly, but my personal social media, I try, and I'm going to be really vulnerable here, but I try to keep it big enough that if W fails, maybe I could not have to go find a job. You know what I mean? Maybe I can pull something out of my hat that if, if, if W walks away, then I'm like, well, I don't have to start from scratch. So, um, and that's just me being really flat honest with people like, Hey, I really have gone my early, um, and I can only speak on myself, but my early motivation was I didn't want more than 200 friends on, on, on Facebook. And I would have people friend request me and I was feeling bad because my thing was, if I didn't know you in person, I didn't want to be Facebook friends with you. And I just, I couldn't keep that, um, that mentality, right? I just, I, I, that, that I, I lost where I lost control of that messaging of, you know, I think I was hurting feelings and not, you know, I mean, whatever. And I was like, okay, so at some point, I don't know when this is probably four or five six years ago i had changed my strategy that was like well if your friend requests me and i can find a dog or something in there or whatever i just accepted the friend request i was like yeah whatever and with that wider audience i actually closed down i was less open on facebook because i got more people that i don't trust or whatever and i have more deeper can i have good connections with people too but I just know that there are people that I'm like, yeah, I don't know all these 2000 people or 2200 people. How many there are? I'm like, I don't know all of them. I know a lot of them are customers and I don't mind being Facebook friends with my customers, especially good customers that I see names on and, and, and interact and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that is kind of, you know, to sum up my motivation and it's changed. My social media thing has changed because in the beginning I was like, yeah, I don't want more than, 200 people and now now i just don't want 5,000. <laughs> you know what i mean like my goal is somewhere between 5,000, 200 and 5,000, somewhere in there and so i don't i don't send out a lot of friend requests i don't look for people if i see somebody i'm like oh i know them and i have a connection i'll send a friend request for the most part i let people friend request me because i try not to to um social media for me is too um it's too distracting I, you know, personally, I can, I can kill too much time on social media in not a good way. Um, just scrolling or whatever. And so anyways, that's my kind of short view on it. You know, it's just a down and dirty view. Um, and I think sometimes 
I struggle with, I don't want to say social media addiction, but if there is such a thing, probably, um, even though I don't post a lot and I don't engage a lot and I don't do a lot, I find myself um, scrolling and, and, and I don't like that feeling. I really don't. I, I, half of me wants to get rid of, I've thought about deleting Facebook. I've thought about deleting Instagram off my phone. Um, and lastly, before I switch back over, I've, I've essentially hired a couple gals, Kylie and, and Brittany, to help me with W social media so that I'm not actively a part of that because for my health, I, I had to separate it for W. You know what I mean? Like I, I was finding myself, um, man, it's getting hot in here. I feel like I'm <clears throat> going to take my sweatshirt off because I feel like I'm sitting in a counseling session right now with you guys. <laughs> um, hang tight. All right. I'm being really honest, but I feel like I've had to separate um, W social media from my personal social media. And the only way I could think to do that was to, to hire somebody. And so that my daily job wasn't on social media for W. I still hop in. And I do things. You probably can tell when it's me versus when it's them. But um, anyway, so when this topic came up, I was kind of reluctant to um, to discuss it, to be honest with you, more because I know myself and I'm pretty, I'm a pretty open book when it comes to certain things that I think about. And this is one of those ones that I feel like I should be in like an AA meeting. It's like, hi, I'm buddy. And I've been addicted to social media before or whatever. And so anyway, so let's, let's start it off with that. Let's start it off with like self policing ourselves on social media and the sport of, of hound hunting. So, I'm doing it for a personal reason, but I do see and I struggle, especially wearing the W hat, that I see posts and I'm like, holy cow, this is not good for, for, for the sport. You know what I mean? Whether it's, um, and, and we can just start with content that's really not acceptable. And in my opinion, I'm probably, I think both of your guys' opinions should not be on social media, you know, um, there's some posts that we just shouldn't do. We, should, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be seeing. It's just ammunition for the antis. So when that happens, besides cussing at your screen, what, what do you think? And I'm going to start with Becky cause you started the conversation, but you, you want to talk about self-policing. What do you, what do you think when I see my buddy James post some stupid picture or video that's not appropriate? What should I do to him? Um, you know, I'm going to take it a little step back further even. Um, you're correct. It is 100% a cheap dopamine hit, and so is the engagement you get from from putting a post on. And generally, the controversial posts are the ones that get the most engagement. Um, I look at social media kind of like a loaded gun. Yeah. You, can use it to, you can use it to shoot holes in the boat, or you can use it to keep the wolves at bay. No pun intended. Um, the way I feel about it is... We have more knowledge than the general public. So if you would not be comfortable sending it to, and I'm not catering to the antis, do not mistake that. I am not, but I am aware that 90% of the population does not fall in the extremist or the hunter population. So the general population is who we're trying to 
educate and persuade. If you would not send that picture or that video Mm -hmm. to them with zero context, zero explanation, zero anything, it doesn't need to go on social media. And people can say, oh, I'm not hiding. Well, I'm not hiding either. Or I don't care. I'm glad you don't, but I do. And I'm sorry, you have a responsibility to your fellow houndsmen because we're all in the same boat, whether you like each other or not, or whether there's jealousy problems or whether there's hard feelings. What you do, unfortunately, affects me. And what I do, unfortunately, affects you. I, I don't disagree with that, Becky. But when I sit back and I look at the problem, right? The, the small, we, we got a, a good distribution of people who know this as podcast, but I really suspect they are not the people. I mean, the people who are listening to this podcast are probably, probably not doing it. Like they're probably not the problem to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Like, and that's um, where I, I, I kind of get in this mode where we're preaching to the choir. Sometimes it's like, man, I got, we got to figure out how to connect with those people who are not engaging with the associations, not engaging on the podcast, not deeply connected to the sport because sometimes now, sometimes I see, I see a post. I'm like, Holy cow. I can't believe that guy posted that. You know what I mean? Like I, I would have expected better from a certain person or individual. And I'm like, he should know better or she should know better or whatever. But, um, a lot of times it it's really just sharing and it's like the masses getting that almost you said dopamine that, that adrenaline hit of whatever they're getting out of out of the post and that's what i don't know that's the part that keeps me up awake at night that, that makes me try to figure out how to fix this it's like yeah we can preach to ourselves but i don't know how to change the big equation they have to be willing to change too um and i mean I've changed my mind over the years some too, you know, I used to try to make my language a little more palatable. Oh, harvest. No, I didn't plant a seed. I killed it, but that's okay. We have to educate that just because something might not be palatable to someone doesn't make it wrong. Um, and that's the hard thing is, is it's not changing us. It's changing the other perspective. And if there's posts that come up that are reportable, that are a hundred percent shooting holes in the boat, they're getting reported. I actually saw a post the other day and someone said, oh, someone reported my post. It was not me. Um, and they said, yeah, it was probably another houndsman that did it. Well, that probably tells you that it needed to not be on social media. Um, so there, there's only so much you can do if you can't control both sides. Yeah. And like you said, majority, you know, we are kind of preaching to the choir. And this is not by any means an attack on people that are doing it. It's just we've got to hold ourselves accountable as a, as a group, you know, if you see dogs that are not being taken care of, well, if you see game, that's not being treated correctly, if you, any of that, it just, if we don't do it, the rest of the world is going to. Yeah. I look at it and I know that James talking a minute here, but I, uh, there are times where I'm like, man, sometimes I wish a quicker and harsher example it's kind of like a kid you know what i mean like um i had bradley when he was a little kid here and he and we had a fireplace a little little uh, pellet stove fireplace and and uh, he was walking around stumbling and and he went and touched the mantle right before the fireplace it wasn't hot it wasn't even on 
but I flipped out. I was like, Oh, look. And I ran up there and I, I was like, ow, ow. And I made a big scene. Like I got burnt and, and I, I kind of threw the coffee table, not in a bad way, you know, but enough to scare him. I really scared him. I made a big point. Um, when he was young that I was like, you don't touch that wood stove. You know what I mean? And, and boy, that boy never got even close to that wood stove thrift. I mean, he was probably a year and a half. I mean, he, he, he was crying. He was, I mean, it was a big deal to him, but I knew that I had that opportunity to make a, a really quick, sharp point one time. And like, let's just, let's just make a point and teach this kid a lesson early on. And, um, I, sometimes I kind of wish that point to be made, there's some hound guys not that i want to go to jail or anything but i'm like I, I want such a quick sharp reaction to some of these guys because it's like well i'll i'll bring up like the coyote you know what i mean like either killing a and you know if the dogs catch or stretch an animal like that's a that's a an action that happens and people are getting tried for animal abuse in that action now whether i'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong I'm, I'm not taking that stance i'm just saying i've had customers call me and going this is what's happening and, da, 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 and he's got this legal and he's got to get a lawyer and if that's what you want to stand on and that's the fight you want to go against that it's legally you're allowed to do what you want to do that's fine but it's going to cost you thousands of dollars and you're probably going to change your mind by the time you go through court and try to defend that or fight that, that situation. And it all stems from social media. Like the whole idea comes from what well, the one I'm thinking of didn't, but because it was, it was, it happened in front of a, um, a bystander or whatever. But that's the part where I'm like, sometimes I wish there was just a sharper, quicker reaction to at least give some consequence, you know what I mean? Because right now the only consequence they get is, is a positive reinforcement from a lot of people on Facebook and there's no legal consequence. And so people are being rewarded, but there's no actual consequence until the point where you're sitting in court and you're trying to explain all this in court. And then, then the harsh reality of some of this stuff comes together. So that's the hard part that I've often thought about is, you know, reporting somebody or whatever. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that's what we got to do, but I wish there was better examples for people um, to show, Hey, Joe and Joe got accused. You know, he, he, this is what happened with him. He got animal abuse charges. This is what happened. Here's what happened. Da, 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 da. So like we don't need to be promoting or, or supporting that we need to be trying to stop that from happening. So anyways, James, I'm gonna let you take it. We'll talk a little bit. Yeah. And I think, uh, <clears throat> I think another problem we have with that is, you know, like you say, there's, there's not really a consequence and, uh, it's been, I guess, in my experience that when you do reach out to somebody and, uh, you know, tell them, Hey, this, this shouldn't be online or you report that post or whatever. Um, nine times out of 10, the reaction you get back is, you know, them arguing why it should be there and why it shouldn't matter and how they don't care about what the antis think and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. very rarely do you get a guy that's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Um, 
I know that it's been about a year ago now. Um, I won't mention any names, but there was a a video on Instagram that, um, and it was from a very well-known person that is a, he makes short films as a videographer. Um, and he'd posted a video of, uh, his dogs baying up some lion kittens and they never did grab a hold of the kittens. They never, you know, nothing was killed, whatever, but just the video itself, um, in the wrong hands that could look really bad. Yeah. And so I reached out to him and I'm like, Hey man, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that this should be, you know, online and, uh, kind of more or less like I expected more out of you, you know, and he instantly shot back and was argumentative. And so then I got argumentative and I was a dick right back to him and it kind of went back and forth. And about two days later, um, he reached out to me and apologized and he's like, you know, you're right. Um, this could have negative consequences. It wasn't something that I really thought about in the beginning. And I was just proud of my dogs and yada, yada, yada. But nine times out of 10, you know, the knee jerk reaction you're going to get from somebody is, is they're going to basically just tell you, you know, why they think that it's fine. Yeah. And, and that's human nature. I think that's the hard part is it's not, it's not such a simple task that we're, yeah. I, I, and that's why I kind of started this on the, the ego thing is because we're dealing with an innate human part of it. You know what I mean? Like there's a human, there's a, there's an emotion that's attached to it and people are feeding off of that emotion, whether it's getting shares, getting likes, even getting, um, you know, negative feedback, you know what I mean? Any type of feedback. I'm not saying that all oh, just a bunch of negative feedback is going to do it. Some guys may just double down and, and, you know, want to show themselves right even more than that. But I remember that post and, and it, he was so proud that his dogs were trained to stay back. So in that situation, and to, just to defend him a little bit, he was showing that he could capture that thing without killing a bunch of kittens. And so he was trying to show the power of his dogs or I would say the power of his dogs, but the ability that his dogs, you know, and some guys have been like, Oh, that's, you know, dogs can't do that or whatever. And so he was really happy that they weren't hurting the animal. And, and I would like that for my dogs too, to be honest with you, I would, I, I like to decide if, if, if an animal gets harvested or not. I don't, I don't want my dogs not, not to say that they, they, I'm not preaching one way or the other, but I'm just saying, if I had a choice, I want my dogs to do that. I want them to sit back and bay and not touch an animal. I want them to hold the, hold the animal for me. Let me decide if it's harvestable or not. And kitten, small kitten, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't want my dogs killing the animal themselves. That's just my line of thinking. And I want to be the one that dispatches any animal when I'm hunting. Um, and that's my ultimate goal. So in his, if I switch back to that guy, um, and I don't remember who he is, so I'm not, I, I, whatever, but 
I think that was what he was at first was like proud about the fact that he wasn't hurting them. They weren't, you know, weren't killing a bunch of kittens, but on the flip side, like what you were saying is it doesn't matter. You show that video on national TV when you're running a, a ballot initiative in Colorado or something. And everybody else looks at that video. That's not a houndsman and not a hunter. And they come away with a whole different take on that of, uh, what their opinion of that video is and it's like yeah we see the world from a whole different lens than somebody who isn't a houndsman yeah 100 percent. you have to look at it and see okay if this was taken the or interpreted the worst way possible how would it look and we need to be careful now too because what's your average real on Facebook or Instagram, five seconds, 10. So you might post a video that if someone watched the full 30 seconds, they might get the whole not intent. Uh, anyways, but that, you know, you get, say it goes a little viral and then a page. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A page picks it up and then they crop it at a certain point. It just, you know, and like you said, social media has got some great things you can post. Hey, I lost a dog. I found a dog. Uh, it's just, there's just a responsibility that comes, comes with it. Yeah. And like you guys said, I'm sure that, and I didn't see that post, but I, I know the type of post you're talking about. And I'm sure that that guy did and was like, Hey, this is, you know, a really good thing in our perspective, which it is. It's just not everybody takes it from our perspective. Yeah. 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 It's the influencer world. You know what I mean? There's just people who want to gain influence and want, want the accolades. And I think a lot of times those highly, um, and I try to explain to people when, when they're at a tree for the first time with a bunch of dogs, it's like, there's a ton of energy at that tree or a bay up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like um, to, to us and, and some houndsmen thrive on that. Um, and I'd say most houndsmen thrive on the um, adrenaline as the situation. Right. And so I think some of the problem is, 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 um, that adrenaline elicits that emotional response. And so the videos that number one uh, are detrimental to hounds have a lot of adrenaline. They have a lot of emotion. They have a lot of connection to, to people and they feel that moment, but they're not in that moment. You know what I mean? So, so to a hound guy that looks at a really tight bay up, we relate to that, right? So we, we look at that, let's just say a, a, a really big bay up situation where you're going in and we're watching a video with some guy's dogs and they're really tight bait up and you're like, Oh shoot. Cause we can feel that emotion and that adrenaline because we've been in situations similar. We may not have been in that situation, but we've been in situations similar to that. And that's human nature, right? So when, when me and James are talking offline or whatever, and we're telling the story, we're like, man, you won't believe the shit that happened on this story. We're, we do that over a phone call and we've done that for, you know, not me and James, but humans have done that for hundreds and hundreds of years. Tell stories about probably dumb shit that they, <laughs> they've done. You know I mean, hundred years ago, they're like, this is, this is dumb shit that happened in my, my cave, you know, my, my cave when I was a caveman back in the day or whatever. So I think that that's normal, but now with social media, it's a whole different, perception of story you're basically telling a story and people are connecting with that story and 
people that have hounds and have dogs, we look at that and we can relate to it. And so we share, we like, we engage. The flip side of that is, is people who don't have dogs, they find that scary. They find the adrenaline overwhelming. They've never been around that many dogs. You know, they, they look at it as if they are the one being pursued or whatever. And, and so it elicits a negative response from, from other people. So it's like, yeah, in our small knit of the community, you get a lot of positive, like, Oh wow, that was a hell of a story. And you were the cowboy that went in there and saved the day and your dogs did great. But to somebody who doesn't have that connection, they don't know dogs. All they know is their, their couch pet. And they imagine that that's their dog being baited up or, or they are the ones in, in trouble or whatever. And so they walk away with a whole different response. And, and I don't know how you fix that because it's, it's, it's just a widespread problem that is, I think it's, it's bigger than anything we have done. We've always been person to person. So I tell James a story cause I trust James. James tells another hunter story. We didn't have, we, we never did that in the, in the dining area. You know what I mean? In, in a common area of a, a diner, you know what I mean? You didn't tell these stories with a bunch of onlookers listening to your stories. You told them around a campfire at hunting camp, you know what I mean? Or, or, you know, where you told the story had a limited audience. And, and now we're telling these stories out in the public square. And I think, I think people could take that as saying, oh, well, they're doing things that need to be hidden. No, that's not what it is. The general public is so far removed from any type of prey, predator, animal. Most people can't get their dog to stop crapping behind the couch when it rains. They can't have a, they don't understand the concept of having dogs that well trained to be in control of scenarios like that. And they're so far removed in what, just two generations from a farm, from any type of involvement with yeah. animals that they can't even understand that concept of that being okay. And that it's not, you know, I mean, there's studies and if we can all cherry pick studies. I mean, that support a certain side, but there's studies showing the hormonal stress effect or lack thereof to certain situations. Um, People are just so far removed from reality anymore that I, I think it makes it kind of a double whammy when they do see it. Yeah. So James, besides being an a-hole and calling out a guy, which, you know, again, thank you. I think more of us need to do that. Not, not be an a-hole. Everybody should be nicer about it. But um, what, what do you think as far as what can, can you think of something that a hound guy or, or, you know, and, and this goes for everybody that's listening, you know what I mean? Like if we can kind of sit back and think about what it is that we can do to curb this problem. I don't know that we can, like, I, I really don't know that we can. And I think it's a negative trajectory for the outlook of hunting. Like I, I really do. If we don't, if we don't fix this only going to get worse i mean if things are only going to get worse colorado if you don't think it's going to happen in your state you may be 10 years 15 years away but at some point it's going to happen to you and and, and um, we have to figure out a way that 
to do to to stop it. So do you have any ideas on tips of somebody that that maybe not they're the problem, but when they see a post that can be negative? You know, I I definitely agree with what you're saying there as far as it, I think if if it's something that we don't get a handle on, um hound hunting's gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah. You're you're eventually going to lose it everywhere. Um it's one of those deals that is going to be on the shopping block in some state somewhere, you know, in some fashion, I think from here on out. And, you know, aside from calling a guy out, I, I don't really know, I guess, what else you do. Um, just because, you know, houndsmen in general, I would say, are a different breed of people. And so <laughs> I, I think that, you know, the definitely not always the most, I, I guess I don't know how to exactly put that, but they're pretty hard headed. I mean, they, I, you know, like, yeah, I think, we, we I mean, don't I, live by society's norms. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. And so I think that really calling a guy out and, and going about it, you know, just straightforward and not beating around the bush is, is really the only way you're going to get through to most people. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and I, like I said, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, maybe it goes the exact opposite way. Yeah. Um, and turns them into, you know, wanting to post more stuff that they shouldn't. Yeah. But I don't think there's a real easy answer for that. No. I don't think anybody really wants to be that guy either. No one wants to be the fun police, you know, but you might have to be like, Hey, you know, I don't, there's some people that you probably need to be a little bit of a sledgehammer with. And there's some people that probably like, Hey, you know, just think of it from this way. This probably isn't a great look. Um, you know, if, if anybody feels attacked, they're instantly going to be defensive right off the bat. And kudos to the guy that, that you had talked to James coming back two days later and saying that because a lot of people wouldn't, um, that that's pretty mentally mature, you know, and how, how do you get through to people to get the most effect while doing the less, least amount of damage that you can, um, and not having a superiority complex or coming off that way, um, while you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, at some level I was, I was, cause I was, I was kind of doing a little bit of research and, and or, I don't say research, but reading a little bit. Um, one of the things that, that I thought about was a, a term called the vocal minority. You know what I mean? And that's a, a big thing sometimes. And, and that, I think sometimes people see that minority, that vocal minority. And when I, when I say that, I mean, the people who are given accolades to, a rough video or something they're like oh wow you know what i mean like for every post that there there's a lot of people who are like they don't say nothing they just scroll on by like gosh dang it you know what i mean and sometimes that's a real thing like especially with w sometimes i'll look at it and go i'll get some you know three or four negative comments or whatever it is you know what i mean but behind the scenes you'll see a ton of positive comments and so a lot of times those guys will see those comments that maybe somebody's reinforcing or, or, you know, sharing 
a, a, a video that most of us aren't. And then, but they don't see the hundreds of people who look at that and go, they shake their head like, oh, that's, I can't believe they, he put that up there. I can't, you know what I mean? Like the behind the scenes talk. And I don't know what that, I don't know how you fix that, but I think that's a real thing where, where some of these people, they're rewarded by a, a minority of people who are like, oh, that video was badass. I can't believe that. And this and that. And some, you know, a few people that look at that and go, man, and they reward them. But they don't realize that they're, for that one kid that said that's a badass video, shit, there's 50 that are like shaking their head and just scrolling on by. You know what I mean? And just almost irritated that that's there. And they don't even have a clue. And so that was one of the topics when I was doing some reading. I was like, man, that that was kind of a, a real thing that people have to realize sometimes is what's on social media is not always the truth. You know what I mean? Like what, the interactions you see, and I, I see that for myself too. Like there'll be times where um, I look at either I'll, I'm doing competition, studying competition, or I'm studying something with W, or I'm trying to figure out what did well, what didn't do well, not always does the social media engagement portray a good, a good presentation of what really happened in real life. Sometimes the other way around, sometimes they'll be like, man, we get a lot of shares, but we don't sell a single damn thing. You know what I mean, like we get some product that we think is like cool and we'll get a lot of engagement on social media, but I'm like, dude, we didn't really do any, We didn't move the needle off of social media. You know what I mean? People th this was, something really cool on social media, but it wasn't really cool in real life or, or vice versa. Sometimes something does really good in real life, but boy, people won't share that for nothing. You know what I mean? What, whatever it is. And so I think sometimes people have to look at an understanding of, okay, what, what happens on social media doesn't always mean what the majority of people are thinking. And that mi minority, I mean, that's a real thing. So. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, something else that I've noticed is, and I guess, you know, not to single anybody out, but a lot of times you get a, a lot of these posts from places where they've never had to, you know, risk losing hound rights or they've, you know, their States never even considered losing yeah. hound rights. Um, and they've never seen you know, something like Washington State, for example, like, you know, going into those commission meetings and, and dealing with what we dealt with, you know, just trying to get the the hound training program up and running. Um, if you've never been exposed to that and, you know, seen what the antis will do and, you know, there there's no limit to, to what they'll do. Um, yeah, it's like, it doesn't hit home. And, and I think also along with that, um, there's probably, and I guess you would know better than me as far as, you know, just how many customers you have, but there's probably more hound hunters right now or, or people with hounds, um, than they're has been and you know the recent past just i think it's something that's it's easier to get into now uh 
you know, you can buy a GPS collar and know right where your dogs are. And there's people willing to sell finished towns and it's definitely a lot easier to get into than it was 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. And the technology, everybody's got a camera. I mean, there's a ton of, so I don't even know that it's, that there's more, but I think there's more exposure to it for sure. I think social media exposure to it is. Um, yeah. And so I think you get, you know, you get people that maybe haven't been doing this that long and haven't been around it their whole life and you know they don't know necessarily any better or they don't know you know this might look poor for everyone else to see you know they just they're proud of their dogs and maybe it's maybe it's the first line they've ever shot or maybe it's the first bear they've ever made up on the ground you know whatever it may be um they don't know enough about the negative impacts of things because they just haven't been around that long. Yeah. I'd agree. And so, you know, stuff like that, I, I don't really know if there's a, there's definitely no easy answer as far as how to stop that. I think a lot of this, you just have to, you know, live and learn. Yeah. And I think if you have some, a young guy and a mentor on that level, um, you know, as the older, more seasoned hound guy or whatever. I mean, sometimes we've got to tell, um, tell those kids, I don't say kids, but I mean that endearing term, but, um, I think that's important that some of these guys, especially the ones who are looking for mentors, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, the hard part is if you got kids that are not, and I say, I, I use the word kids. I don't use that word, but young guys, the guys just getting into it who are, um, they're, having, they're struggling. You know what I mean? It takes a little bit to get this game going and, and to be successful in this game. And so when they start to see a little bit of success, again, that, that, that word ego is going to come up for me, but I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean that it, it fills their ego cup a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow, you finally caught one. You finally had some success. And that's really good. I mean, that's really um, it's part of the process. You know, I mean, if, you don't, if you don't have that, you're not going to deem success. You know, if you can't put a little bit of juice in the ego cup, it's going to get you the next time and that's how you're going to learn. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, but um, I, what I am saying is, is those kids, those guys, those young guys, when they do something like that, especially if you have a connection with them, if, if hearing it from you means something to them, you know, if they're asking you from advice and stuff like that, that's probably, and I should probably do a little better job of this. Normally I keep my mouth shut and I'm sure a ton of guys are just like me that we we don't want to criticize people. You know, we're like, man, we, we've all been there. We all remember what it's like to be young and dumb and whatever, but um, maybe we got to be a little more vocal and be like, Hey, man, don't just don't put that up there. Just don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, that, that um, that's going to bite us in the ass if, if, if you keep doing that. And so sometimes hearing it from somebody that I can tell you from personal experience, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to, you know, I got a young guy asking me, you know, for advice on dogs and da, 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 da. And I look at his Facebook and I'm like, dude, you don't need advice on your dogs. You need advice on Facebook. <laughs> Stop putting that shit on Facebook. That's what, what I really need to tell me. And a lot of times I bite my tongue and I don't say anything because I don't want to, um, I don't want to 
cause drama. You know what I mean? Like that, you, you don't want to be that person, but maybe, maybe that's what this podcast should, should really be is look for those connections with people who trust you. So if you see somebody doing something and you have some trust established with that person, they're going to take that message from you a lot better than they're going to take that message from me or James or Becky who they have no trust with. You know what I mean? They're just going to think that we're just bitching about it. Like, Oh yeah, you're just bitching about it. You're just jealous. That's big one. No, you're just jealous. No, not just jealous. I don't really care. I, I, we've seen those things. Everybody's seen those things. I'll say everybody, but a lot of people have seen those situations. We've just gotten over that. You know what I mean? Like in, in 40 years, I said 40, 30 years, if you haven't seen some dicey situations in any, anything, elk hunting, yeah, I'm sure your mule, your, your mule or horses, Becky? Uh, mules mostly, but we do have a, an old Just building. Delay. Mules. Right. Yeah, so you, you, if you've been around mules and horses that long, you got train wrecks. You know what I mean? Like shit that happens and stories that happen that you get to tell. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and so it's like everybody that's been around it has some of those. I know James does because I get to hear about him all the time. You know, me and James are on a texting <laughs> basis. So but those are the things that um, you tell your buddies. You tell people you got good deep connections with, you got trust with, and you laugh about it. And 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 so if if, if that's the takeaway that I could come up with is when you see something. And you have a deep connection with that person. And when I say deep, I don't mean like, you know, your best friends, but I mean, you have a, some type of trusting relationship, whether you trade dogs with them, whether they've asked you for advice or, or whatever, if you could just maybe step out of your comfort zone a little bit and be like, Hey man, I don't want to burst a bubble, but I don't know that that's wise to do. And, um, I legally, you're opening yourself up for a, a trouble. You know what I mean? Like whether it's, um, you just don't want to, you just don't want that number one to be used against us for sport. And number two, you don't want to have to defend that shit in court. You know what I mean? Like there's some things that's like, Hey, that, that, that probably shouldn't have happened. And, and you probably shouldn't have that on public or whatever. And, um, you know, what's the ultimate motivation for? And that's the part that gets rough is whenever you think about, when I think about it, it's like, what am I really posting that for? You know what I mean? If I got a really cool video or whatever, a lot of times it's because I want to share it with my friends. But Facebook is more than friends. So. Yeah, and that's that's a good point that you guys had too. It's, not, right. all, it's not always out of spite or uh, ignorance. It's oftentimes out of passion. That's maybe just a little misguided and, and needs a little bit of direction. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, so that kind of, I, I think we can wrap it up here. I want to get out on time. I've told, like, if I ever say I'm going to get out early, then everything blows up. We end up working on time. So whenever James was like, how about three? And then you were like, how about three doing a podcast? And I'm like, no, I want to sleep early. I can't say that out loud because every time I say that, <laughs> we, we, we get snuck it in and the shop gets mad at me because they're like, buddy, you jinxed us. Every time I you say we're going to leave early, we, we never get out of here early. But um, I think this is a good, hopefully, I mean, it's not going to be the best 
podcast. I don't think that's whatever, but I think there's some podcasts we got to do that's, hey, some will get to talk about dogs, some will get to talk about fun stuff and stories, and others we need to be a little bit more serious on the, on the, the sport and longevity of it. And, and this is one of those. And I would encourage people message, discuss, you know, um, let's share ideas. This is a, this is a big problem. And I'm not saying we got the solution here. I'm not saying that like, Hey, this is as easy as X, Y, Z, but I am saying that if we don't figure it out in the next 15 years, we're going to have problems. Like, you know, this isn't, we're going to have problems. We might have problems next year. You know, Colorado's right there. Um, jury's out on that one. I know uh, there's a lot of moving pieces and, and we're tracking that one really closely. You know, Nevada had a thing, right? Uh, New Mexico, Utah, you know, it, there's, there's little things firing off all around right now. Like there's, um, I, the political landscape right now is absolutely astronomical for me to try to comprehend. I had to stop reading because, you know, the Trump deal and the Biden deal, and, and I'm not even talking about hounds. I'm just talking about the political climate that we're in right now is so polarized. It's so divisive. It's like a, a, a tinderbox right now. And we just can't afford to have our stuff get hang, hung up. And so whether you agree with it or not, like there's so much happening on the big scale of things, screw hound hunting. Like, like that's such a small item that is not even on the major radar for people right now, as far as in the, in the big political schemes, we don't need this to be flying under the radar and, and turn into a political fight because we won't have the political capital to do it with, with, with the Trump and the Biden and all that. I mean, there's so much, it's going to be so hard to get people to talk about this, you know, wolves, you know, we've got wolves, we've got grizzly bear in your reintroductions. We got, I mean, there's just so many things that are going on. Why do we need more fights? You know, that's, that's, that's my biggest worry is right now is this is going to be hard to get political capital to, to focus on this if we don't, if we aren't careful. And so that, that would be my plea is man, we, we don't need people looking at hounds right now. We, we, we got wolves and grizzlies and all sorts of, shit and then we got this trump and all the lawsuits i mean i, I can't even follow all this stuff it blows my mind right now so so that's my biggest thing um becky before we go you did a uh i want to give you accolades i i watched a, there was a trailer for that um i was doing a podcast with naomi um and they were talking about what was that video you did I can't think of what it is right now. Oh, the uh, the Blood Origins Lionheart documentary. Yeah, yeah, Lionheart. Yeah, that was really good. The the part I see, I haven't seen, I haven't watched it the whole thing, but um, we need more of that. To be honest with you, it, it had a really good um, a really good message. You know what I mean? It was a really um, discussion, a deep dive into the hounds, and and and, and showed it and using a, a a cute girl with puppies is exactly what we need more of you know what i mean because that shows uh, a side of hounds that a lot of people don't see you know what i mean like i so i just want to give you accolades i know it wasn't you doing it but 
you are part of that. And I, I seen that and I had actually thought about that. Like, I won't say it was my idea, but they probably stole my idea. But <laughs> I had thought about like trying to do something like that, like a video that yeah. showed, you know, the puppies and, and, you know, the softer side of the hounds. Um, and that's 90% of it. That's what majority of it is, you know, even as much as we hunt, that's still a very small portion of the time spent with these dogs. And, you know, I think I really had some reservations about doing it at first because it does open, it does open you up to some, um, scrutiny from outside eyes. And oh yeah, that Becky Dwyer, Becky Dwyer just taking care of them puppies. And well, she ain't a real <laughs> hound girl. She's got the puppies on the, on the couch. Oh yeah. It, uh, I think it'll come out pretty well and i think it's going to come out in, in perfect timing um i was just we're really glad to be able to be a part of that and hopefully it does some good and we can all support each other yeah and keep up the good fight and in my personal opinion i think we need a little more of that sometimes i, I think about like couch dogs and stuff you know and my dogs luckily i got them off the couch now but um they are inside i mostly because i don't have kennels built for them and and I've just lost some battles at home for, for dogs. But um, I was thinking about that. And some of that, we have to be a little more open to the softer side of these hounds having some publicity. You know what I mean? I know in the old days, it was like, well, that, you know, you've got this hard ass line. And we look at this hard line of, you know, a guy and his hounds and they sleep outside and they do this and that and this. And I think some of that's changing. And, and we need to defend kennels, you know, uh, you know, as far as, you know, there's, there's antis coming after certain things, you know, tethering kennels, all those types of things. We need to defend those. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody should have house dogs by no means. Like I don't recommend it. It's a pain in the ass. Um, I'm looking, I'm wearing a hat that got chewed up by my puppy. So I'm already kind of mad today. I, I'm normally not on the camera, so I don't notice my hat, but being on camera, I'm looking at my hat right now. Going, God damn it. I got to change that hat. I don't look at myself enough, but, um, I think sometimes that Lionheart video showing you with the softer side of the puppies, I think we need to be more receptive to displaying some of the softer side of our hounds and using social media as a tool, you know, for that and supporting that to be like, Hey, we know how the antis are going to use social media posts against us. You know what I mean? And we got plenty of hound guys that are, that are giving them ammo. Like, unfortunately, and I don't know that we're going to be able to stop that. Maybe we can, I don't think so, but hopefully we can, but we should look at a counterproductive way. Another method of going, Hey, let's show these puppies a little bit more. Let's show these kids with the puppies because that's, that's telling a story too. You know what I mean? And that's telling a positive story with us to be like, Hey, these are, these are our puppies and, and these are our kids and our puppies and everybody sees these hounds bait up fully, you know, in these intense situations. Well, those hounds would be just as happy curled up next to a kid too. You know what I mean? In, in most situations, you know what I mean? Like some of those hounds that look so mean and aggressive when they're doing their job are just about the, the coolest thing. And that was the one thing that I really appreciate on your video that, whoever they did they used they did a really good job of of, of you relating to that and, and 
you sitting with, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but you sitting with them at their kennels or whatever. And, and when they were not hunting and they were just being a regular dog, you know what I mean? And, and so anyways, that, that part of it, I think we need more of, and, and hopefully that video gets out. Um, I'm excited to watch it when it comes out. James, have you seen the preview for that? Yeah, I have. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to watch the whole thing though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's come out really well. How did you get tied into that? Um, so I had actually contacted Robbie, gosh, it would have been years ago. Um, when we were kind of dealing with some political stuff here and saying, Hey, you know, if you ever want to do anything with hounds and kind of a little grassroots, fighting for everything we can, um, let me know. And this was probably, gosh, I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, and we were friends on Facebook, you know, just kind of kept in touch a little bit that way. And then, um, they approached us and I, I had some reservations. I'm <laughs> Cleve says I'm a nut job, but I'm, I'm pretty protective over my dogs and who, who comes in and who I just, I just like to keep things how I like them. And, uh, so it was definitely, we, we had to talk about it for a little bit and be like, all right, what could come from this? But I think it'll be worth it. You know, like you said, I think if we can just keep, I feel like it's hard too, because you have a lot of guys who are masculine guys. And sometimes that can maybe feel a little emasculating showing that side. But I think if we can, for every two bad posts out there, if we can put some other, you know, five or six good ones, we can gain some traction. And like you said, first and foremost, they are dogs. They're, they have that whole other side of life where, yeah. you know, they're playing and roughhousing or cuddling up with each other. Um, we just, we need to show the other side of it as well. And I think that does it really well. I'm not entirely sure when the whole video is going to come out. I know they're going to try and put it to some pretty big film festivals. So that, that could be interesting. Um, but the feedback they got at the Colorado Trappers I mean, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it was good. I, I don't like going out to these different I, mean, I don't like social events. So I'm like, man, I just want to just watch it at my house. But maybe I'll get to watch it at some hound event. I I can go travel to like I said, if I'd have known, I would have head out to Colorado just to watch the video. Um I was telling Jason that I may need to try to hit up an event in Colorado or whatever. We need to, we're trying to look at our different schedule for events and stuff and um my goal is to hit different different hound events there. So hopefully one of these hound events, they'll, they'll play that video. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looked like it was well-produced. It has a lot of the ideas that I've, you know, like I said, I'm just going to take credit. Somehow they stole my idea. You know, you maybe gave it to them. I don't know. So yep. somewhere, but I had that idea. Um, I just couldn't get a guy to video it. You know what I mean? And I didn't want it to be about me. And I wanted, the, I personally wanted the W brand involved in it, you know, just, just because that's my motivation, you know, to be honest with people. But, but the bigger motivation was to show that these, these are dogs to us. You know what I mean? They're first, they're dogs to us. They're not tools. And, um, you know, they, they have a purpose and it's really cool to watch what these dogs do when, when, when they turn on and they go to work, you know what I mean? Like, for them, you know, you jingle collar in the house and they think that it's time to go hunt. They're like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, but it's just, it's, they're almost like bipolar. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, maybe that's not healthy for them. I don't know. 
No, a hundred percent. And I know they're also going to take it onto a theater tour. So I think, I know they're going to do something like Western Idaho. Um, so I think there'll be some pretty good opportunities to watch it before it's fully released for streaming. So, but yeah, I'm excited to see what it does. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's wrap this up. We went a little bit over. I was going to do 45 minutes. Becky, thank you for the last minute. I know you Facebook messaged me just to, you weren't even trying to get work done. What do you do for work real quick? Uh, head chief dog poop picker ever. But so usually what we do is in the summer, we do a lot of contracting um, okay. for the federal. So you just had to pick up poop really. You just had yeah. to pick up a lot of poop really quick to get ready for this podcast then. Yeah, pretty okay. much that. And get dogs out and put good at it. in. <laughs> But, right on yeah thanks for having me on james are you about ready to shut down for the for the vacation you almost take your vacation off yeah i uh i'm set to be out of here actually in about 20 minutes um right on. and then probably be off till after the first of the year heading back we got some more line <clears throat> yeah i'll head back to idaho uh I don't think we have any clients coming in until after the new year, but uh, if we get a little bit of weather, I'll head back over there and hunt for a few days and see if we can't get something lined up for when the next guy does show up. Right on. Well, thank you. You too. Like as far as I pretty much was a last minute deal, like <laughs> a couple hours ago, like, Hey, I need to, I need to do a podcast and uh, no fault of your guys. I've just been really, chilling out hunting too much and and uh hang out with family and shipping orders but it's time I, one of my goals is to try to get a few more podcasts done and then i think for as, as we're wrapping up this year this might be coming out after i don't know this first year or whatever but i think we're going to be looking for um bringing on another host or two trying to get a little more content on the platform um i might even add some budget to to make that happen so that we can get some good continuous content because I've been lacking. I know Jason's doing better than me, but not like I know for me personally, I've been having a hard time sitting down and doing a podcast. Um, Becky, I don't know what's going on with your internet, but it's really slow. There's a little bit of a lag here. I'm, like that, that's the hard part, but um, I appreciate you showing up and are you on Starlink or what, what's your internet provider? No, we've just got a, a little local one, and usually it's pretty good, but we've been having a lot of small storm systems rolling in, so it's been, and the wind kind of plays a part, and mm -hmm. it seems to be pretty laggy today for whatever reason. Dogs probably chewed through the cable or something. <laughs> no worries. It's been good. It makes me slow down. Sometimes I talk, I mean, I talk way too much on this one already, I can tell, but uh, as James can attest, sometimes <laughs> having a lag makes me slow down a little bit, so... You guys have a Merry Christmas. Thank you guys for a last minute deal. And if we can come up with some other topics, let's do it again. And I want to hear whatever you hear that film tour. I forget what the name is already, but when that comes out, let's do a podcast on it and let's talk about it. Let those guys know if they need any help or anything we can do to help out. But I'm more than willing to help out on some project like that. They're doing a good job. Yeah, you bet. For sure. All right. See you guys later. See ya. All right. Bye.